Welcome into another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DMelt57. Uh, we've all recovered from our turkey-induced comas over the Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, whatever varying degrees of the plague that had attacked us earlier are gone. So I've got all of my line mates with me this evening uh, to talk about just a joyous and delightful couple of weeks of Chicago Blackhawks hockey. Up first, they're the analytics darling of Second City Hockey. You can find on Twitter at Jehosa's Witness. It's Shepard Price. Uh, let's go Netherlands. Uh, beat the brakes off Cutter tomorrow. Uh, and by the time you're hearing this today. Uh, I mean, is it, of course they're going to. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope to God. I hope they beat them 5-0. They've already been, they've already been, kick, uh, they've already been eliminated. Uh, they're not good. And uh, yeah. I, I I would wager the over on all of those things happening. <laughs> no. Unless unless Netherlands achieves the over themselves. Yeah, there you go. So uh so That's I don't think you have too much to worry about. And enjoy is Netherlands gonna win the group? I haven't been paying attention. I think it's probably gonna be close. I think Senegal uh, the win uh, over Senegal is gonna be a good is good okay. for Netherlands. Well Senegal didn't have Sadio Mane, so I feel like it shouldn't even count because Sadio Mane rules. Hey, several of us are hurt too, so we're <laughs> it's even. Okay, okay. Sadio Mane. Yeah. It's a it's a real fun name to say. And I would say that's uh, pre Liverpool Sadio Mane. He was way more fun than Southampton. Just wanna say that, uh, for all three Liverpool fans listening to this. Um also with us this evening, and I think you just heard him chime in briefly there, he is the second city hockey with Jack Black is the Tenacious D. You can find him oh. on Twitter at Mill one eighty two. It's Mill Savage. You know, it's funny you say that because my like bio on any type of media is that uh, hello, this is Ned Schneebly. <laughs> so that's that's pretty fitting. Um I- I've just had them on the mind because I have a lengthy Spotify playlist just for the holiday season. And one of the songs on there is a tenacious D song. No, it's good stuff. I, uh, I was just doing Sadio Mane. I was just doing my best, uh, Liam Gallagher impersonation without any profanity included. <laughs> yeah. I, so. And you sound far more sober than most of the Gallagher's tend to be. So, yeah, well, you know, I mean the real, uh, man, Manculians, they cheer for man city. The rest of them, I, I think all the Man Man United supporters are in America or London. <laughs> yeah. Well, for now, maybe they'll come back if the Glazers sell the team. Or now that, yeah, now that that's true. That's that's a big deal right now. So we'll see. Yeah. Also with us this evening, she's not on Twitter, but you can find her at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR, where she is the Second City Hockey Bull and Wall of Text. It's Betsy. I don't have anything fun or interesting to say. My brain is still on like turkey time. Um, I don't like Mondays after holidays. <laughs> I just want to go like to sleep or watch a movie and fall asleep. Anything that ends up with me asleep would be great. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty uh pretty hefty ride on the struggle bus over here as well. Like I just it Thanksgiving weekend, I as we talked about last week, it is my favorite weekend of the year because it's the prelude to so much more good things that are coming. But this first Monday, like 
they should just cancel work for that entire day really at this point just get or give us half a day off like i think there was uh i believe it was mill your uh, hometown where they had to cancel school today because there were some network issues with the school yeah so so you you get a four-day weekend and then you uh getting ready for school sunday night you find out you have another you have a fifth day to the weekend like that's the way it should go yeah i popped yeah. over my aunt and uncle's house and my cousin's like we don't have to go to school i'm like what so yeah that that's should the be the, that, that should be the extended thanksgiving break you would think well yeah let's uh, <laughs> all right that's the new campaign I'm going to run on. Melton 2024, five-day Thanksgiving weekends for everyone. Hell yeah. Um, but hey, speaking of things that didn't make you wake up on Thanksgiving weekend, uh, the 2022-2023 Chicago Blackhawks, um, it hasn't been fun this season watching this <laughs> team and writing about this team and talking about this team. But it has taken a substantial turn even further south in the last few weeks because um, – uh, on Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, they gave up, I believe, five goals in the third period to the Dallas Stars. And then on Friday, they lost in the shootout to the Canadians. At least that game was kind of close. Although, as we discussed last week, I watched maybe five seconds of that because I was busy watching the World Cup. And then Sunday night against the Jets, just another just uh, snooze fest of a game. Like There were a couple of Hawks goals, but by the end of it, you looked up and winnipeg has scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point and that's just kind of the way things have gone lately um but we are at the 20 i think it's 21 now i was going to say 20 but i think we're at 21 games into this blackhawk season which is kind of the quarter pole uh for this season so the idea of what we want to get into first here is kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about uh coach luke richardson and just what the overall team picture looks like and just whatever impressions we've gotten from him uh, being behind the bench for the first couple months of the season and the first couple months of his contract. So, uh, Shay, I'll just swing it over to you first, and we'll see where we go. Uh, but just if we were to zoom out and take a good look at your overall impressions of Luke Richardson from the first 20 games of the season, what would those impressions be for you? Okay, uh, a few things. Possession stats have not greatly improved from the Carlton uh, slash no, King No, era. they have not. And confirmed. Uh, which is one thing too. He's sort of stopped beating the teams that the Blackhawks should beat this year. Like Winnipeg arguably is just Connor Heliabuck and they gave seven goals to them. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's not great. Um, and third, uh, we already had the, like, why isn't he playing the young kids? And is this the year to be playing the young kids conversation? I firmly believe it is the time to be playing the young kids. And I don't think he does that enough, uh, especially defensively where again, Jack Johnson should not be playing 20 minutes a night. He should not be like the high, like with Seth Jones or the highest averaging defenseman on ice. Yes. It's a good idea for the tank. At this point, I think, I think it's fair to say you can play the kids. They're, they're, they're second worst in the central division and Arizona has a point on them with a game in hand. If they win that game, that's even even further separation. I, they are, they're doing the thing they need to be doing. Yeah, I like the the thing about the the kids that we were talking about last week. Like, it's even just little things like, um, like when Ian Mitchell got his two games up. Like, not even, I don't know if he got any power play time. It's like while they were doing that weird five forwards experiment, uh, which didn't go very well, and looks like they abandoned it because Seth Jones was back on the point 
for the game Sunday night against the Jets. And I think there was one situation where Seth and Caleb were out there together, which just the, the Caleb Jones thing continues to mystify me because it just seems like he's getting he's getting all the runway to do whatever he whatever mistakes he wants to make and just yes. play just play through some shit, which if like is annoying as it can be, I can at least tolerate it because he's young-ish. But I don't understand why Philip Roos doesn't get that opportunity or uh, Ian Mitchell doesn't get that opportunity. That's that's the part where I just I don't see it. So right, um, that all that runway that should be going towards the Blackhawks' plethora of young defensemen, including Alex Vlasic, Ian Mitchell, well, Regula. So like Bruce. some of the, some of those guys, I I could tie like it's it's okay if they're down like Alex Vlasic spends his whole season in Rockford, I can live with it, that's fine. But it's like like Ian Mitchell, who's been down there for a while, it's like if you bring him up, at least like like I don't see what the problem is with giving him like a couple turns on the power play just to see what happens, like or just to expose him to that part of the game at the NHL level. Why not? Philip Bruce is the bigger one for me, just because he's the one that's he hasn't been getting sent down to Rockford. Uh, I guess while we heard that, go go right ahead, Betsy. I was going to swing it over to you next. Uh, I don't think Ruse can go down. There was that that yeah. about how his his that team, was, the SHL, can pull him back. Yeah, he can't. Like he has the option. Although he did say at some point in the preseason, he was quoted as saying that he would he wanted to make it work here, regardless of what level that was. So yes, but I don't think it's totally up to him. I think his SHL team can like dictate. Pulling him back. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if they would if the player really didn't want to, but honestly, I mean, he, again, he was playing t- top pair minutes in arguably one of the best like leagues defensively, especially. Um, so it's annoying that he's not getting any runway. But I mean, I'm not. I've I've come down on the Ian Mitchell thing. I've like calmed myself down because he'll go back down and get top line minutes again and I'd rather him not be around the cluster that is the Blackhawks <laughs> team um but I also don't know if he'll be around that much longer anyway he and Galvis are both probably NHL ready or at least to the point where they could be playing bottom line minutes regularly but if they're not going to play regularly then they should be in the HL like there's it's stupid to keep pulling them back and forth and letting them be the sub out. I mean, even Q when Letty was playing, Letty was the one that played full time and Roosevelt was the one that switched because the young players have to get the reps or they don't learn. They can't find that consistency without consistent play. Um, but otherwise I don't, I don't mind Richardson. Otherwise um, I think he's got the makings of a good coach. I think he's got a terrible roster um, yes, that is only going least, to get worse throughout the season. Yeah, yeah and yeah. their yeah. structure to the Somehow. game, even when they're losing, there's at least some structure. Like most of the mistakes they make are are individual. I think we've talked about this several times. Um, it's less about the the system than it is about the players, um, which is what you want. Uh, but it is a little frightening that they can't make any strides forward possessionally like even even bad teams can do that if the coach is really good but I mean it's hard to gauge how terrible the roster is compared to how decent the coach could be so who knows I'm like I'm in a very 
don't care mood, you know, like, <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fair because uh, that's kind of what the Hawks have done to this season. They've made, yep. they've made it not worth your time, honestly, which is kind of, it's kind of funny because the, uh, if you watch as the, the like, um, arena stats go up, more people have been attending games lately than they were when they were actually digging out wins before. And I'm like, that sucks for those those people that <laughs> the money on those games. Yeah, like they they I think they sold out for the Marion Hosa game, which of course they yeah. would. But uh, I I don't I haven't seen any uh, attendance figures in the other games. But to they go back like to 18. go ahead. I was sorry. They just hit like almost 18 in the last game again. So. <laughs> More power to more power. I, like I said, if, I think I said this at the start of the season. Like if it was a, you know, if you got someone new you're trying to expose to the game, or maybe so, you know, you got a family trying to bring the kids out, this is the year to do it because it's going to be a hell of a lot more affordable than it ever has been before. So I'm gonna, I, I won't, I won't poo-poo people who are at the games these days because sometimes you just want to go see a hockey game. But going back to what you said about Luke Richardson, is um, that's something I've been struggling most this is with this season as well it's just a general idea of i don't know what you can even say or learn about the coach this season because the team's so bad like uh you know because of all the individual mistakes they're making any system you you implicate or impl- implement is the word i'm looking for uh any system you put in is just not going to work because the players suck like lately it seems like there has been a very bad habit of players watching the puck instead of uh matching up with their checks like uh there were two or three goals winnipeg scored last night where there was a goal scorer in the middle of three or four blackhawk defenders watching the puck not watching the guy who moved to a soft spot had an easy tap in goal so yeah yeah they're they're, the high danger defense for this team has been atrocious recently yeah so I, i like i wonder if that's something that can be coached up by richardson but there's also um an element of sometimes the players are just not NHL quality players and they're never going to learn it no matter how good the coach is. So (laughs) (laughs) yes. Uh, So I, I just, I don't, I I don't know what you can even re what reasonable conclusions you can draw about Luke Richardson this season. Um, I I think the, the only thing I can give Richardson so far is it doesn't feel like the team has like, it doesn't feel like there's been a game where, the team just hasn't shown up to play. Um, there's there's ones where they certainly haven't played well. Uh, the first Winnipeg game is high on that list, but I don't think there's ever been a too much uh, a moment where it just looks like the whole team was like unprepared for a game of hockey to be played. They're just not good, and those are two different things. Um, so, Mill, what about you? What are your uh, your thoughts on the the first twenty or so games of the Luke Richardson era? Well, I think it's important to point out that Patrick Kane has scored a goal once every seven games. Um, that's that's and not when, great, Bob. And when, yeah, not no, it's not. And when you look at the fact that they lost Strom and Kubelik and guys who, even if they weren't, you know, top line guys, they could find the back of the net. And now they have this fucking roster. It's like <laughs> when Kane isn't scoring, it's it's gonna be ugly. Okay, the roster sucks. It's not good. There's a bunch of like third line ish, fourth line guys. Like they don't have a great team. Jujar Kara is on the power play, and I like Jujar yeah. Kara. He's a fine fourth liner. That, He's yeah, played three hundred NHL games, and he just scored his first power play goal. That should tell you something about the state of this team. 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. So with that in mind, I will say there have been games I've watched where even if they lose, it's like they're not as difficult to watch for like positionally. Mm-hmm. It seems that they're playing some kind of fundamental hockey and they clearly listen to the coach. Yeah, which- um which, which you is, know. it's still it's still hilarious. Like all the uh, going back to some of the things that were said in the preseason, which felt like there were direct shots at Jeremy Colleton. But uh, I don't want to talk about him too much because he's yeah. it's over. We don't have to do that. No, no, right. But like I think that if if Lou, uh, Richardson, I I can't really predict if he's going to be a good long term NHL coach because like all three of you stated, it's just early and the roster's bad. But. I will say that if he had some of the rosters from previous years, they probably would have been a fringe eight seed, seven, <laughs> yeah. seven seed team. Like it's just that this roster is horrible and Kane, like Kane can't carry them and he's not playing like particularly well. Uh, no. The one, the one question I would have for you related to coaching is during that Dallas game on Wednesday night, which, and I think th- this game kind of tells you the difference between the Hawks and some of the other uh just some of the other teams you might've seen doing what the Hawks are doing this season is that the Hawks at least had the ability to take a four to one lead in Dallas uh, over the stars who are either at or near the lead of the central division. But the Hawks were beating them four to one in the third period before the whole thing collapsed. And my, my question is, is uh, whether or not Luke Richardson should have taken a timeout during that free fall, because it felt like, it, it it happened quickly. Like as soon as they got to four to three, it felt like the floodgates were just had just opened and everything was about to go to shit. And the only uh, way you can, the only thing you can really do about that as a coach is call a timeout and maybe calm your team down. That's is the this only directed th- at me? This question. Go you or anybody, but if you want to go first, I'll go right ahead. Well, I was going to give you a brutally honest answer. I don't <laughs> that know. It didn't matter. I was at dynamite, so I don't know. I didn't. Know. <laughs> you you made the Fair right enough. choice. Yeah, I I should have went to dynamite. Yeah, good times. I said good in my times. recap that they he should have he should have, and then his answer was something like, "We were just trying to stay positive on the bench." I, I didn't understand. Like somebody called him out on it, and I was like, "Richardson, that doesn't make any sense. Just <laughs> stop talking, please." So just own it. Just own it. Yeah, yeah. Own that you messed up or say you didn't think it was needed in that moment because they were so positive on the bench or something. I don't know, but it was not a good answer. Okay. Well, I, I think that might be something we, we watch for next time. If the Hawks, you know, get a, if they happen to build a one or two goal lead and it starts to free fall in the third period, we'll see him next time he calls the timeout as maybe a sign that he learned from the last time around. Well, now that Dallas got away from that fucking coach they had, they're like the fun boys. Yeah, yeah they score goals. And maybe maybe Luke Richardson has gotten the memo that like, hey, sometimes a loss is okay. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> it's most of the time. <laughs> I know. But it's it, like we've they've lost two out of their last. They've won two out of their last what fifteen, 15. games? Yeah, they've yeah. lost thirteen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's seven it's, in a, seven in a row. It's bleak. The Bulls, Bears, and Hawks are like all playing the same. To be fair, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, except the the Bears and uh, the Bears have a Justin Fields. The Bulls yes. and the Blackhawks do not. So that is no. Well, uh, Demar Derozan, Demar Derozan fits that. If profile. he's like thirty four, I don't. Yeah, know he's not young. It doesn't. Fields I mean, is super young. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, um, Maybe the Hawks will have their version of Justin Fields come next summer. Hopefully, are going. Maybe they should just try to get Justin Fields to come when the Bears season's done. And hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> no, hopefully, their Justin Fields' name is Connor. You know, I I was curious about this because I saw uh, there was some discussion again on on Twitter about uh, Adam Fantilli. Has anybody tried to make the Adam Fantilli is equal to, or at least, or maybe even he's better not. Than Connor no, he I, is I'm, not equal. I'm with you entirely, Shay, but I just I wonder if somebody's tried to pull that argument off yet because Adam Fantilli is doing exceptionally well yes. as a freshman at Michigan. I don't think anybody I, has tried to push that forward. I think everybody's still very much on the Bedard train. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious if it, if anybody had seen that on any corner of the hockey internet. I, I, I will say that the last time there was the situation where there's this explosive college player uh, up against a first overall pick who was going to be the first overall pick, no matter what named Connor. Uh, they did make that case. Uh, is this who, who was that other player that you're referencing here? I don't uh, a blank. Uh, bless up. One of the best golden Knights, uh, Jack. Eichel. Okay. So uh, hopefully Adam Fantilli doesn't have any neck issues. Hopefully. Although it, it seems, it's seemingly doing fine now. So maybe the neck thing works. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get into while we're here talking about um, draft high draft picks. Perfect segue. Um, on Friday, I, I did catch this part of the game. Uh, at the very end, there was a shootout. Kirby Doc goes up for Montreal, former Blackhawks pick. There's some boos, as there are before every time an opposing player takes a shootout attempt. He scores. He does the hand up to the ear thing for the crowd. Uh, went on Instagram, posted like I think just one word, just said business. I I I find myself kind of an well, it's a two part answer. First off, I don't want to begrudge a player for celebrating in the moment because that's obviously I'm pro celebrations, and if a guy wants to uh, throw a collective or uh, throw a middle finger back at the people that were booing him in the form of a hand up to his ear, I'm all for it. So I don't mind Kirby Doc doing that. He got wrapped up in the moment a little bit, whatever. But the, like the thing that he like when he goes back and posts on Instagram about it, that's just it's a shootout the day after Thanksgiving in November. You're a number three overall pick on your second team because you didn't work out with your first team, who I know didn't do you any favors, but you maybe could have done some more favors for yourself as well because there are still questions about his work ethic and all that. It just feels like Kirby Doc is making a big uh, making too much out of a moment that is not that big in the grand scheme of things. And I it just, uh, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Kirby doc. Maybe I'm just a little bitter, grumpy old man because the Hawks suck and I don't have any enjoyment out of the season. So I'm trying to get my enjoyment by taking shots at a former draft pick. But uh, I don't know what are the rest of you, uh, the three of you think about that? Yeah, it, he made it a bigger deal than it had to be. Um, they, they were booing everybody else. They were booing his teammates. They were booing Suzuki. They were booing Caulfield. Um, yeah, they're booing Hawks players, I think. <laughs> well, yes, because the Hawks they booed Max started. Domi, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Domi, <laughs> I was going to say, Domi, Domi deserves some booze. Um, like, yeah, Doc. <sighs> Doc is a complicated case. I, looking back on it, he definitely shouldn't have gone third. This team is a better team if Bowen Byron was on it. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> oh. although, like, the, you have a le- legitimate argument of um, – like, would they have ruined Bowen Byram, too? True, because they haven't developed a defenseman. And they, judging by the fact that fucking Ian Mitchell can't make this team, 
They still can't. <laughs> they haven't um, developed the defenseman since Nicholas Jalmerson. They they're they're eager to develop. I, I can't uh, wait. I can't wait Jones till that more. sentence is not a thing. Like I like that's that sentence shouldn't be a thing, but it still is. Yeah, that twenty twenty four pick is gonna come through hopefully for us and just be <laughs> a generational defenseman. Um yeah. Uh Betsy Mill, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the Kirby Doc? Uh I don't I don't have a good name for it. Eargate. <laughs> We're gonna call it Eargate. Eargate. There you go. <laughs> um I covered this game the post game and I actually during, I thought the Hawks did a good job of staying in the game with a team that had kind of similar talent level, maybe a little better. Or um, which is to say a lack thereof. Well, right, but I mean those are the again, those are the games that they should be in, you know. Right, yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. Um I get it as a competitor, like they traded him and the fans are booing him and he's like, fuck you. Like I get it, that's fine, I didn't care. But uh it's kinda like, yo, dude, you've played how many games? Like, you know, you could tell he hasn't like a, a pro who's played and been around the league and been in the playoffs and stuff wouldn't have posted that. Like, it was just like, okay, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, dumb kid thing to do, but I don't care. I don't, I don't have any feelings about Kirby doc. He's gone. (laughs) I think it's an age thing. (laughs) I, I just, I think that's that generation because some of the other, there are lots of the young players that do similar things. We are just not paying attention to them because, they're not on our team. There aren't many young players on the Black <laughs> that's, team that's for right. us to care about. They don't have the Instagram generation on their team. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the only reason I know about them is because of freaking Tumblr. You know, like yeah. they'll shit talk each other in Instagram and like semi passive aggressive, you know, like not so blatant that it would cause an issue, but enough that fans are like, oh, you know, the ones that are paying attention. Um, so I don't actually think it was a big deal, but maybe that's just because I've been, I see it elsewhere. Um, yeah. And I definitely don't think the ear thing is a big deal because I mean, it reminds me of the game. We're talking about veterans here. The game where Kane and Matthews went back and forth, uh, like yeah. whenever that game was. And they both did it a couple of times to be like, yes. yeah. But at least that was in the final minute of regulation when they were playing yeah, actual but, hockey. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, think about this kid who didn't know he was going to get traded. Like, it was kind of out of nowhere. And even though they, they were... Was it out of nowhere? It was out it of was nowhere for him. for him. Yeah, he... I don't he, think anybody told him until it happened. Like, he pretty much said that. Doc did. Doc was quoted as saying that, that he did well, not see that trade coming. Maybe yeah. this is just being a wrestling fan, but I'm here for the shithousery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. who, who was it? It was that Winter Classic where Yager was on Philly. I think they were playing the Rangers, and someone did the salute when they scored on him. Oh, well, wasn't that Anisimov? Was, well, was, was it was it Anisimov or was it like Mike Richard? It was somebody, and that was that weird Rangers team where Callahan was the captain. But I swear I that, that was that shit. A, I think that was Anisimov because I like Tortorella walked in the locker room and said, "We're now we're behind because of our own stupidity." And like somebody looked at Anisimov. I swear <laughs> yeah, that was Anisimov. But that shit's so funny. I my whole if, thing is that, you, no, keep going, Mill. Go ahead. I was say if you watch the uncensored like HBO or whatever documentaries about all those outdoor games, like they talk some mad shit to each other. Yeah. yeah. Well. I think so. We're always talking about how hockey players don't have a personality, 
And then we kind of get mad at them for showing personality in whatever form they do outside of the game. Ah, uh, and I get it. I totally understand that like one's in right, re- you know, like the one, the Kane Matthews, that's in, in regulation. So this is a shootout and blah, blah, blah. But that had to be a cool moment for him. And he was like hyped up about it. And that team is young and they're really hyped up about anything. We would be hyped up about that too. If our team was young <laughs> yeah. and had some yeah. potential and a kid that we just got from another team that was like a reclamation project that actually was good. Yeah, come on. We would be hyped up about that too. Um, yeah. No, that's, my, my, so. that's fair. I, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my thing about this whole thing is that like, yeah, Kane and Matthews did that, but those are arguably the two best American players in the game. Yes. This is a kid who was a third round, third, third overall pick. Said, who's on his just, second team because he didn't work out. You just were saying, but if he had bit you, if he was a veteran, he wouldn't do something like that. Well, if he was like, like, do it if, too. If, I which which is it? Feels, is it the veterans? Uh, well, I, I, met, I, I, I think it feels more disrespectful because he's not the most talented. No, I, it's, it's it didn't feel. It didn't. I, I didn't feel disrespected by the Matthews thing because it's Matthews. <laughs> I, I when I said that thing about the veterans, I meant Instagram specifically. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I think and and Betsy, the game you're referencing, I think Matthews did it first, and then Kane yeah. did it in response. So yes. and and again, like like Matthews had kind of established himself as a legit star at that point. So I don't. It's just I I think like I don't again like I feel like I'm 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 being hypocritical myself um, by like because it's like both things. Like I don't mind that he did it. Like it's. But I also like there, there's a part of me that's like, all right, dude, get get the fuck over yourself. It's a well, shame. I think you're like, supposed to have that well, dual I wanna, feeling. But, yeah, like maybe maybe echo. that's the point. That's all, like that's the point. That's why it's you know it's, it's entertainment. Like this is the thing that's supposed to happen. Well, this Dave, I want to echo your sentiment. Like the shootout's fake, and I hate it. When they brought it <laughs> in, I thought it was stupid, and I think it's stupid now. But Kirby <laughs> Doc is also a lot younger than us, and he was born into it. Like yeah. they they brought it in. He was probably like four years old. Don't, don't and he's a competitor that. in the league, I, so who I, knows? Like, like, Mel, there's, don't do this to me. <laughs> not, not right now. No, I know, but <laughs> you and I are like... Don't remind me of how much older I am than NHL athletes. I, I, I know you and I are both the same on this. We're like, this is fake and it sucks. Yeah. It's not, I, you know... Yeah. I, I guess that's... I, I think to Betsy's point, though, I think if this was a Blackhawks player doing it, I think I'd be like, yeah, cool, tell them to fuck off. Like, so I don't want to begrudge Kirby that. I, I think I was more annoyed by, like, the doubling down on Instagrams, like... Yeah. All right, dude. You're you're not Dustin Bufflin scoring a hat trick in Vancouver, or like even like going back to uh, Patrick Kane's rookie season. This was a another thought that came to me was um, Instagram didn't exist then. Correct. Well, did it? It was like oh <laughs> no, no, it did. It did. It did not. Okay. Well, sorry. I I still don't have an Instagram, and now I'm not going to have one ever out of spite. I but still Kane's had a MySpace year, though. I, me too. Uh, but Kane's rookie year, he beat Dominic Hasek in a shootout. But that was also Kane's like fourth or fifth career NHL game, and he was still 18 at the time. Kirby Doc's going to be 22 in January, so I feel like I, know, I just I feel like I guess my thing is you should have done more at this point in your career that you don't need to be celebrating shootout winners in October or November. But well, part like, of that's the fucking hockey get off hockey. my lawn. I also I think part of it is. That's what those type again, the reason we would be celebrating is the same reason Habs players and Habs fans are celebrating it. They don't have anything else to celebrate. They're not a good team. The Hawks oh, have even less they to celebrate. Tell you that, though. They won't fucking tell you that. 
No, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at least we're honest about our fucking team. Yeah, I would sure. be. I would love to root for a bunch of kids right now. Like, I think we all would. <laughs> um, I think that's what a lot of us thought we were going to get this season. <laughs> well, no, well, I, 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 that's what I've been thinking. Like, I, I feel like at some point after they traded to Brinkett, like you looked at the roster and you're like, they're kind of stuck with a lot of these people for this season. Like there's, and, and any of the young guys who might make the leap probably are a year or two away still. So like, I think after the trade deadline, they will be different. I, I hope so, but that's not for like three more months. Yeah. And well, how many uh, bad players are they going to take back? Okay. I don't know. They were how smart. Many, how many, how many can they? Yeah, how many? <laughs> right, many as they need. They have yeah. a ton how of many, cat space. How many more do you need? Like, I think I was reminded on Sunday night of why the Blackhawks were able to jump up a, a from the second round to the first round to take Peter Morazic off of Toronto's hands, uh, because that was uh, not a banner night for him. Cool. Uh, yeah. Eek. All right. Well, well, this was all really fun and uplifting uh, as, as, as as enjoyable as this entire season has been. Uh, we're going to take a break, quick break. We're going to regroup and we're going to talk about some uh, just as exciting stuff related to the Blackhawks or maybe not. I don't know. But come on back and find out for all of that. Welcome back to Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, as promised before the break, we had a few more Blackhawks topics we want to touch on. Uh, we During the end of the last segment, there was some discussion about uh, the young kids a little bit. Uh, not Kirby Doc, but other ones. Or there were references to them. Uh, and I wanted to quickly point out that uh, we did, a, as I was doing some reading on Blackhawks prospects playing in the CHL and the USHL for the update that ran today, there's going to be more prospect updates coming to the website throughout the course of this week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but a few players I wanted to highlight as we're talking about maybe hope for the future. Uh, Kevin Korczynski is still doing very good things in the WHL. Uh, may Maybe has cooled off slightly from the torrid pace he was at the start of the season with. Uh, it will be interesting to watch him in Seattle because he is now paired up with Nolan Allen, the 2020 first-round pick, or maybe 21. I don't know. The other first-round pick. There's uh there's two Blackhawks first round picks playing together on a juniors team in Seattle. That's that's a nice thing. Hopefully that turns into something good. Uh the big player huh? 2021. Thank you. That's very hard number to say 2021. Uh the the big uh the big revelation, I guess, or maybe not revelation, the biggest uh name to talk about right now is Samuel Savoy, which I hope I'm saying that right. I I is that it, Samuel Savoy? He's playing with the Gatineau Olympiques in the QMJHL, and he is on fire right now. He's got a, I think it's up to a 12-game point streak. I got to look this up now because I had the number in my head and I forgot. But he's uh, he was the guy that, if you remember watching any of the Blackhawks preseason games and read any scouting reports about him after he got drafted, he was the one that everybody was comparing to Andrew Shaw. And he's apparently showing off some of the offensive ability that makes him uh, worthy of those comparisons. It's an 11-game point streak. He's got 10 goals and 9 assists in that 11-game stretch. Uh, five of those games were multi-point games. He's got three three-point games. Uh, and last season, he only had 33 points in 64 games for the entire season. He's already at 24 points in 22 games this season. So if you're looking for something to feel good about in the Blackhawks organization, uh, Samuel Savoy and Gatineau is uh, one player you can maybe feel good about. 
and he's playing top line minutes for them. So there's that, folks. Don't say we never helped you out or something. Is that any other uh, Black Horse prospects uh, doing big things that you any of you have seen or read or heard about in the last handful of weeks? Uh, well, if you put um, Savoie's points in perspective, he's actually the fifth points per game among prospects. Um, or fourth, I think, actually, because it's Doc, Korchinski, Reichel, then Savoie, but Jake Weiss. Weiss, oh, that's right. He's coming up. He's 17 and 16 with Ohio, Ohio uh, State. And, and I'll, I'll put a Colton Doc had a, he had a injury issues earlier in the season and yeah. he's been healthy, although he did miss a game because he checked somebody in the head illegally. So hopefully he continues to stay in the lineup. Um, we, but yeah, we got some more prospect stuff coming your way the rest of the week. So maybe there's some other names to read about to potentially get excited about in the future because the present isn't so great with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, but one player in particular I did want to touch on really quickly because I mentioned him in the recap on Sunday night. Uh, it's Taylor Radish who scored on Friday, scored again on Sunday. So he's up to six goals this season in 21 games now. On pace for about 24 this season, whether you round up or round down. Um, it's just I, I'm I'm curious what the group thinks about Taylor Radish so far because I I don't know exactly what to expect from him. Like I don't think anyone was thinking him like a 30, 40 goal type or like a 60, 70 point player type. I think I think he in the long term is probably like a fringe second liner, maybe a decent third liner for you for your team in the future. Um and I just he's been okay. He hasn't really been good. And I, I feel like I'm in the same boat with him that I am with Phil Kurashev and that I don't dislike what I see, but I also feel like I need to see more if I'm going to put any actual stock in their future with the Blackhawks. What about the rest of you? Betsy, I'll swing this over to you first and we'll bring in the other two afterwards. Uh, it's hard to, the same way it's hard to gauge Richardson. It's really hard to gauge both Radish and Kurashev to an extent. Um, though I think, when Kershev's really on, he's he's really on. Even when Radish is on, you're kind of like, he's just there. <laughs> like even when he was scoring, you were like, oh, that was cool in that moment. But the rest of the game, you were like, he's just a part of the lines. Um, there's nothing really stand outy about him right now. Um, but I think he's a solid. He probably could be a solid like half a point per game player. Um, I don't think he's going to get that many more goals. He's shooting at like over 20%. That's going to come. Forgot, yeah, I forgot to check that. So that that's not a great sign. <laughs> I wanna, yeah. So um, I, I, the only reason I remember that is because I remember he hadn't hit 30 shots um, when I was looking up his stats earlier. So there's, yeah, he's 20, 21, 22%. Um, and with the Blackhawks lack of shooting in general, like that's just not going to. No. <laughs> it's not going to hold up. Um, but yeah, there's just, he doesn't do enough to really stand out in a bad lineup, which is both, obviously there's not a lot of support, but at the same time, it shouldn't take that much to stand out in this lineup because they're so bad. Um, yeah. Like I feel like often to see you has had some standout moments mainly because he's really fast and that jumps off the screen at you. But he's also had a couple breakaways with some decent finishes to them. So, like, there's there's moments where I feel he like – He finishes I one him. out of ten, I feel like. But yeah. that one out of ten is, like, 
highlight reel worthy. And but and he, he but I feel like he's also creating a lot more chances than Taylor Radish. Oh, he is. Creating. They're just one and done. That's yeah. the only problem with them. There's no. That's the problem with most of the Blackhawks' offense is that they can get into the zone and then immediately it's back out. They don't do any like that. That's been their problem the whole time. It's just over quicker because <laughs> Andres is so fast. It's like you zoom in, it's done. Woo, go yeah. on the other way. All right. Too many jokes. So go right ahead. Yeah. British. Again, Kershev, I think stands out too because of his speed, but because he's also, he's a little bit, he's a little bit younger than Radish. And he's also, yeah. he does, he does noticeable things like, like, like after the CU, when you like, when Kershev is in highlight mode, he is like, Oh shit. Kershev is real good. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I, it's, uh, there was a player I said, like, there, if he, uh, Juhar Kyra, if Kyra put it together consistently, he'd be a pretty good third liner on probably a contender. He'd be like a Jonas Donskoy. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd give you a fourth line, not third line, but he, he could be a, a piece for a, a good team. Yeah. Yes. He could be, he could definitely be a piece on a good team, especially if he put it together more consistently. Like, but like, he would not be playing season. on the power play. No, I don't think. no. He'd be, <laughs> no. He, but like, he, he, if he was still, like, if he was more consistent, he'll also be like better on the shorthanded because that like his best is the best play so far this season was on the was shorthanded. Um, it feels like that if if Kershaw could put it together more consistently, he's probably a real solid mid uh, mid six guy. Okay, uh, I, I guess what like with Radish's contract situation, like he's uh, he's under contract for one more season. His salary cap hit is uh, under a million, so. It, it feels like I guess my thought that I was about to ask is that like whether or not he becomes like trade fodder at the deadline. I don't think that's the case yet because the Blackhawks do have to field an NHL roster again next season. So someone's yes. got to play those minutes. And I imagine Radish is going to be around. Um, it's not like he the it's not like he's going to be. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't need a raise yet. He'll he doesn't need he'll be a restricted free agent in the summer of 2023. Four, and then we can talk about whether or not he gets traded maybe at that deadline. Uh, but Mill, I guess I swing it over to you. Did you have any other thoughts to add on uh, the one uh, Taylor Radish? Uh, nothing that hasn't been said. I mean, I, I like Taylor Radish. I think he's an okay player to have, but it's kind of like you pointed out. He hasn't been standing out on a bad team, so you know he's more of a complimentary piece. Yeah, I, I just I. I uh, I think Shay is the one that said that, you know. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was going to say what Shay said about, like, it shouldn't be that difficult to have standout moments on this team. And I that thought was Taylor Betsy. Ra- okay, sorry, Betsy. But I, I thought, um, like, because Radish was only getting, like, I think 11 minutes in ice time in Tampa for obvious reasons. And then he came to Chicago and last the games he had last season and again this season, like he's around like the 15, 16 minute mark in terms of average ice time. So he's getting more opportunities, but it just doesn't seem like he's doing as much with them as we would have hoped he would do. So, yeah. And so I, I just kind of, when he scored a goal last night, I was like, oh, that was a guy that I feel like was going to do a lot more than he's done so far this season. So I was just curious if I was the only person who had thought about that. I don't disagree. But again, it's like it doesn't – I feel like nobody's complaining because they stink. Yeah, yeah. So it's just – you know, it's an, it's another um, 
just kind of shrug of the shoulders moments. Like, I, I don't know what to, to make of it. We'll see where, what happens over the rest of the season. Like, uh, like I said earlier, I, I don't imagine he's going anywhere cause he's under contract for so cheap for next season. And, uh, they gotta, they've got to play somebody next season. Uh, it's just, you wonder, I guess at his age, it's like, you got a season or two to prove you're going to be in the long-term plans. Cause he is still fairly young, but, uh, that that clock's going to run out quicker on him than it is on some other guys. So I guess we'll find out later as the season goes on. Uh, but I don't have any more Blackhawks things to talk about. Anybody else want to do that? Or should we get back to our bread and butter of uh, being the best food-themed hockey podcast on the internet? Bread and butter, please. I was just about to say bread and butter <laughs> sounds great. Uh, so, uh, so this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. I've been sitting on this idea because of Thanksgiving and all that. Uh, has anybody had the... Breakfast Contrap Supreme from Taco Bell yet? Mm-hmm. Supp- and it sounds I've, like I've no. had it. Uh, I've had it, but I didn't have meat in mine, so it was probably a little different. Did they I have go to Taco Bell for breakfast? I, I, Betsy, I try not to because uh, I, I, I'm worried of like what that's going to do to my overall well-being for the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I would like to say, first of all, pleasantly surprised that it did not ruin my entire day. Uh, so, so step one, very, very good there. Uh, the thing is surprisingly good. Uh, although I would, uh, I, I would caution you. It's not anywhere near as, uh, as much food as it looks like it might be on TV and, uh, don't look up the caloric information for it because the ratio of like how much it's, how satisfying it is to how many calories it's going to cost you, uh, is not very good. But uh, just for one day, I got to say it's pretty good. The main thing I came away from it doing was I'm like 95% sure I could make this at home by myself and I would actually enjoy it even more. Oh, yeah. That's kind of Taco Bell in a nutshell, though. (laughs) It's the convenience factor that gets you. You know? Yeah, I just – I oh, so that's – that. I remember the other part of this that I wanted to complain about – uh, because it was a problem for two to three weeks that was remedied last night at the grocery store because I had found it impossible to find just the little square hash brown patties like nobody fucking made those anymore. Like I went to I went to like there's one day I went to like a Target, a Walmart, a Meyer. Uh, I think of my tracks all the time. Yeah, uh, they I couldn't find any tracks. I think it was just a supply chain thing that they were briefly out. Mm. Uh, but if if I had to pick, though, I, I think. If we're talking breakfast sides now, I'm going to swing this into a legitimate food take here. Uh, I don't know if we've gone with breakfast side discussion before. And if we have, oh, well, but I'm going to put hash browns probably as my number one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what, what, well, what do you what do you define as a side? Like can eggs be a side or is uh, no, eggs, eggs, are, eggs are, eggs like are like the protein is always the main. Yeah, proteins are the main. So that's eggs and bacon, ham, whatever. But turkey. I'll, I'll, what? Like turkey sausage. Okay. Turkey sausage okay. exists. Okay. Come on no. Now. I thought you were just talking about just straight like Thanksgiving turkey for breakfast. Like in what no. country? Yeah, Hash no. browns are delicious. I mean, yeah, I think any form of potato is like 90% of the time is going to be a superior size to most other sides. That's true. All right. Well, I picked the low-hanging fruit, but that's that's – I'm glad we've. I'm said trying to think of like what other sides exist. Fruit. I, mean, I think I. I really thought Betsy was going to ch- uh, climb in off the top rope with a grits take, but no, grits are definitely up there, but they're not beating hash browns. If I, have I think 
between the I two. I think hash browns enhance your breakfast no matter what your main port like option is, you know? Yeah, and I, I only get grits when I'm also eating bacon. So if I'm getting sausage, I don't usually get grits with it. Oh, I mean, Mill, you you uh, echoed it earlier. What about just good old-fashioned bread and butter or toast, if, uh, depending uh, on how you cook it? Toast is so, not better than hash browns. Yeah, no. If I'm going to get, like, toast, it's usually because I'm having some sort of breakfast sandwich. Okay. So, yeah. like, toast, bagel, muffin. But the hash browns are, like, the side, and they're soaking up the syrup and the hot sauce. Toast is a vehicle for other things. Like it's like a complimentary yeah. bite to other things, but biscuits, <laughs> sometimes Ooh. biscuits Ooh. can be, I really I, like when I was giving you um, suggestions for Atlanta restaurants, I actually really wanted you to go to the flying biscuit, but then I was like, it's so Atlanta's just not a like great city. If you don't have a car, um, but <laughs> they have um, like the whole point, obviously from their name, they have ridiculously good um variety of biscuits they're classic it's a little sugary but yeah if you have a really good biscuit by itself Ooh. i because i can get up there, i do yeah. i do enjoy do enjoy a good biscuit i'm i'm kind of leaning towards i'm uh declaring my own food take wrong and putting biscuits on top of hash browns on my breakfast side item wish list well <laughs> i'd 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 rather have mm. biscuits as part of the main i'd like a, 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 a sausage and cheese biscuit or a sausage egg and mm. cheese biscuit Mm, I mean, I don't, so I don't eat, uh, the only biscuit that I eat is chicken biscuits. I don't like egg biscuits. Tell me you're from the South without telling me you're from the South. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, I guess it just depends on what, because, so for hash brown, it's a lot, there's like a, like a perfect floor, no matter what you do, most hash browns are going to be good, but not all biscuits will be good by themselves. No, there are some dry biscuits. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. A dry biscuit will absolutely ruin your day. Yeah, and then Absolutely. hash browns can be dressed and all kind like anything that you want. They can be made a certain way. Um, Waffle House has like very yes. specific phrases. Um, hold on, let me. <laughs> uh, dress smothered. Dressed smothered. Yes, covered, dress smothered and something. There's chunked. Um, I'm about yeah. to make hash browns for dinner. Like this is about to happen. I have not had dinner. I yet. have some. We're we talking about no. Mill. Do you want to send them over to my house, please? Um. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to air fry them for you, or do you want yes. me to put them in the uh, toaster oven? Yes. Uh. Whatever. Whatever's easier for you. And then, Dave, maybe. I'm sorry you never you didn't get to go to Waffle House while you were down here either. Yeah. So smothered upset. is sautéed with onions. Covered has uh, cheese on it. Chunked will have uh grilled hickory um, ham in it, diced um, grilled tomatoes for juice. Um, and you usually have peppers on it too. Um, peppered is different from that. Cause that'll be jalapenos. Then you have capped, which has mushrooms. And I know there's one that has chili on it. Fuck. What was that one called? Oh my Top? God. I'm just, I'm oh, waiting. I'm country, waiting to hear something that doesn't sound good. And none of them, none of them. Are you can making, also get it with sausage good. gravy oh. on it. God, this is just this is which just is me. like the yeah. southern version of poutine, I guess. <laughs> there is a reason Waffle House is like very highly talked about for a diner chain. Yeah, yeah and uh, the fact that you came to Georgia and didn't go to one, considering there are more Waffle Houses in Georgia than every other state combined. They were uh, carry out only. And I know you just went. To it's it. not the full Waffle House experience. There are 
there are several in central Indiana. Uh, as I learned, though, there's one in my college town and there's a few others scattered about. I have to go to Indianapolis in about two months. Uh, I think this situation is going to be remedied with a Waffle House excursion. I'll tell you. I, I looked up why that Waffle House, that particular, like the one that you went to that's over by Centennial Park, apparently there were too many fights at a certain point. <laughs> of course there were. <laughs> they started. Oh, of course. Waffle House. That is, yeah. yeah. So. It's a Waffle House. Isn't that, isn't that, uh, the, like, wasn't a Waffle House being incorporated into the next Grand Theft Auto? Like, wasn't <laughs> that a thing happening for a I while? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious. You get to punch out the chef if your waffles don't come out on time. Oh, don't you don't want to mess with a Waffle House chef. I, well, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. No, like, I wouldn't do that in real life, Shay. I, I'm, I'm not asking, but in a video game, why not? I'll tell you what, Waffle House is like, it has a good reputation for a reason. But if I lived near one, I would probably die of obesity. <laughs> like, I, I mean, because I love breakfast food at all times. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the only thing we're getting from this conversation is then two months uh, when I'm downstate, I'm a uh, Waffle House. Hash browns. And I will report more hash browns is good. I'm, I'm not, even, yeah, I'm just going to get three different hash brown central dishes. Like, that's all I care about. <laughs> the hell with the. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Give me them eggs later. Just give me. I'm just gonna Ron Swanson. Just bring me all of the hash browns you have. That's what <laughs> I'm going to do. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll have. I'm sure we'll have some more uh, holiday themed food discussions coming up the rest of this month, or I should say next month, because it's still November. Ever so, uh, just running out the clock on it. Um, anything else to do or discuss or talk about before we wrap this all up for this week? Guess I got not. nothing. No, yeah, all right. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, this is obviously a in a visual medium is I'm holding up my empty pockets, but uh, that no one can see. So that's really good work on my part. But uh, I, I got nothing is what I'm trying to say. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of Musings on Madison. Uh, a quick programming note that we will probably not be around next week. I'm going to be hanging out with Gunnar Stahl and uh, Wolf Stenson, uh, so uh, I will not be available. Uh, the other three may assemble and record a podcast. They may not. Uh, I. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm just not going to be around. So uh, enjoy the uh, the first week of December and enjoy uh, whatever the hell the Hawks do for the next week of games. Uh, and then I'll, I'll be back the following week and we'll get another episode in. And then, as I mentioned, we'll probably do some more holiday themed food takes uh, when that time comes. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, you can again, I'm on Twitter at dmelt 57 Shay is at your host's witness. Mill is at mill 182 Betsy's not on Twitter, but she's at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR. And that's where you can find all of our game previews, recaps, prospect updates. And we're probably going to lean heavily into the world junior stuff because it might be more fun talking about than the actual Blackhawks. And that's coming up uh, later in December as well. So uh, keep an eye to the website for all of that. And uh, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. See you then. That guy's a dentist?